Greetings, listeners. This is Termination Shock. And this is Big Gay Nerds. Whoa! (laughs) Adventure awaits. Yes, so, welcome back to Termination Shock, presented by Big Gay Nerds, presented by Totino's, probably. Um, Greg Stolze, sponsored by Totino's. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, last time, we did all character creation. And this time, we're going to jump into some actual misadventures. Oh, uh, boy. Between oh. now and the, our last recording, we did a little talking off screen to try and... Uh, oh, sorry, just had to burp there. Um, <laughs> try and iron out exactly what we wanted out of this campaign we knew who our characters were but we need to figure out where they'd be and what they'd be doing so what we settled on is uh to have everyone not be on their own planet yet but to be on i think the specific word someone used was like a barge Um, yeah i believe a barge was mentioned yeah, uh, the idea that you're all on, like, your colony ship, as it were. It's not where you want to spend the rest of your lives, but it's a good place to spend most of your time until you reach wherever uh, New Earth or whatever will be. Mm-hmm. So, um, to, to restate some stuff we went over last time, um, your unifying factor is that you all came not from Mars but from a penal colony on, uh, well, inside the asteroid belt and specifically on the planetoid or microplanet series, right? I believe that is correct, yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I believe that Saturn's character, Nat, are you the only one who is actually a prisoner on said penal colony? Oh, the only character of the player characters? I yeah, yeah, that's what I think mean. so, yeah. <laughs> not, it's not that I am high a security <laughs> prison. I wasn't oh, for this one man. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only prisoner. Now, there were others. I wasn't sure at first whether or not Eva was, like, a farmer and a prisoner, or just, like, someone who was maintaining food for the, like, the colony as a whole. But, no, yeah, yeah. She's, she's a good girl. Her okay. daddy raised her right. <laughs> Great. Okay. Her daddy so, yeah. teacher to hang out with with uh, convicts. Yeah. So. Daddy lessons by Beyonce plays softly in the distance. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so um, that's so you were all there, and um, Nat was in the middle of staging a uh like prison riot, or well not I don't know if riot would be the best word well. Actually, it probably is because you had guns and stuff, right? Oh, yes. There were guns. Um, it's, it's probably, a what, a riot that rolled into a revolution? That yeah. was the, the game plan? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Katamari Dynasty just down the way of just picking up knives and picking up guns and then <laughs> and picking up lasers. <laughs> exactly. Yep, exactly. Um, so that was going on and like pretty shortly after it kicked off is when the robots showed up and pretty shortly after that is when the aliens showed up. Um, and at that point everyone was like oh shit okay we've got to ride out of here so you all piled into this big old barge which was used by the people there to transport well to transport like prisoners and stuff around but also its main function was for like raw material from the mines that uh-huh. you know were on series mm-hmm. and also you know a lot of the surrounding asteroids and all that um so there's plenty of space and so a lot of people were able to get in there and so then you hitched a ride with the aliens outside of the termination shock to an entirely new system where most of humanity is now uh sort of squatting in a giant space station uh but you guys instead of just hanging out with them you're looking to get your ship equipped with faster than light capabilities, right? Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we gotta Hell get out yeah. of here. Exactly. Well, um let's see. What's the Well before I get to that, let's talk a little bit about your ship. Okay? Yeah. Um Okay. So for starters, the name. I think there had been suggestion there had been a lot of talking about like new something. So new like the series. I- New series would have definitely worked, especially if you had like renamed it, because it probably wasn't called the New Series before when it was no, just a barge. No, but we would have like hastily <laughs> painted it over. Okay, because <laughs> I had been yeah, it was probably. like it was like Series Detention Facility something something. <laughs> just paint over the detention facility part and just paint new on top of it. <laughs> I had Penal Ship Number Six Hundred Sixty. That's Series Penal Colony. And you just, it's like wiped over the penal. Just a serious colony. <laughs> okay, but underneath that um, graffiti, it's just the a- uh, L is like just scratched off, and it's just IS, and then somebody else just put over that, just new, and just, just trying to cover it. Christ. <laughs> no, see, I thought I called it the SS Love Boat, and I think we all no. agreed to calling it that. <laughs> I don't think you ever said that, and I don't think you ever will again. Yes, I did. Go through this chat. Scroll up. Oh, shit. Ha! Oh, ha! fuck. <laughs> and that means that I was right when I say we all voted and said yes. Congrats, oh, you don't no. remember it, but it's true. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but, um, That's I, the rules. People have been saying Space Australia so much that I had been tempted to suggest maybe it's just the Australia. But I like that. I like that. We have to call it the Australia. <laughs> I do like the Australia. Yeah, that, yeah that's very good. Okay. And then we all, like, affectionately call each other Aussies. And by affectionately, I mean, you fucking Aussie! <laughs> Aussie! And we're really pissed off. Okay. Well. There's, like, one angry Australian who's like, none of you are even from Australia. None of you. Um, you can't even say Canberra. And we call him a Frenchie. <laughs> um, Someone starts singing the Kookaburra song at him. So, anyway, um, the general shape of the Australia is... Um, well, like, the main body of it is sort of your standard, like, cigar shape 
spaceship, you know, it's just the most aerodynamic, like, just, you know, uh-huh. most simple thing. It's sort of, like, stretch it out, and that is, like, at the front is where you have the control room, and then um, the rest is mostly just, like, you know, stuff feeding into the engines, ultimately, which are in the back. Um, Classic. And so that's mostly just the part that just moves it around and keeps it all functioning. But attached to that are a series of, um, let's say, four, maybe if later on logistics demand more or less, we can go with that. But um, there are a series of basically, like, shorter cigars, like, attached to it on the side. Still, like, uh, parallel with it. And those are the... Can, uh, the containers for people and cargo. That's where, like, the that's where all of the quarters are. That's where, like, you know, the big, like, empty holding stations are. That's, that's you know. I was gonna that, say, I feel like that there is probably a uh, worryingly small difference between the people and cargo uh, interior cells. Yes, um, and in part, that's actually because uh, it was designed to be very modular. Right. Um, but also, you know, because of the prison thing. The prison. Um, and um, Prison, parentheses, prison. So when the ship flies, the, it sort of corkscrews, and so that creates an artificial gravity for the side pods, basically. If you want to be in the center and actually piloting things or like checking up on the engines, you got to deal with zero G. But for people just like walking around and like going to the canteen or something like that in their individual pods, they've got not Earth levels of gravity, but enough that's certainly comfortable for someone who normally just lives on like a planetoid like you. So once once we get the whole colony going and get all the all the modular bits added on to uh, Australia, um, we're totally calling the main cigar uh, Neo Havana, right? <laughs> like I wasn't the only one thinking that. <laughs> no, you were. Havana. You were. No, no. You were definitely the only one thinking My that. Too bad because it's a good, um, good idea. Uh huh. But um, anyway, so. Um, you already have a lot, like, more people than this was really intended for. And um, luckily, when you left, it did actually have a full cargo of minerals and all that. Um, so what I'm thinking is, feel free to contradict me if you don't think this is how it would work, is that... Um, after you, after things settled in, and you got to got past the stage of survival to trying to better your conditions, you started trading those minerals for materials you could use to make the ship more like habitable. That's yeah. a, I'm good. Yeah, um, that makes sense to me. Yeah, because yeah. Um, oh yes, definitely you could. <laughs> of course um, you do. And retroactive like retrofitting this place 
is actually a bit easier because the space station has access to these big old fabricators. And, um, like, if you know what you want out of it and you've got the material you can put in it, and the thing is, like, like the size of the thing corresponds to the size of the fabricator, you can just get it. Um, so, um, even though the, the situation here is a little bit, like, post-scarcity in that respect, but they still need, like, matter for the printers, so you were able to offload those minerals all right, and maybe even able to, uh, like, immediately, like, trade back the stuff that was printed from it. I think That's it was a pretty sweet setup. So we just, we just made like a bunch of like you know novelty knives and stuff and just started <laughs> hawking them on the space sh- space station. Exactly. Um because of the situation here the default mode of trade in space is barter. So um yeah, you were actually in a pretty good situation to do that. Um I think I'm going to say it's uh, not entirely unreasonable for you to have your own printer on board the ship, for you have got that as one of your first purchases. Maybe not like a big one, and definitely not like an atomic printer that can like rearrange molecules, but like something that if you put iron into it, you can get something made out of iron out of it. You know? Sure. Yeah, that's a simple. Printer. Yeah, that's referred to yeah. as a. Uh, Newtonian replicator, I believe, within the roles here. And it's, like, the simplest kind. That kind of exists in real life. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, yeah, you would have been able to get a hydroponics setup for uh, Ava. Um, Ava probably grabbed a whole bunch of seeds while you were evacuating. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I was in control of the farm. Yeah. So, So yeah. So when we so the so the timeline of us getting onto the ship is mm-hmm. something along the lines of, you know, alarms go off, prisoners are shooting people, ah, robots, ah, aliens, mm-hmm. and then everyone just kind of piled onto the ship, and we all just kind of and then just ah, aliens, <laughs> yeah, oh, aliens, a talking cat, um, <laughs> a talking frog cat, um, but yeah, um, yeah, that was basically it. I would say that. You've been, like, sort of puttering around and trading in ores and maybe doing some, like, little minor courier jobs for, like, maybe a couple months at this point with the station. Um, Probably anyone who did not want to go along with your whole plan of starting a new, like, planet just for humans and also a bunch of us are going to be convicts, you got to deal with that. Anyone who was not on board with that got off at the station, but probably some people also got on board. But you're still primarily the same group that originally left series. Gotcha. And so at this point, we probably have a have a if not a bond, at least like an understanding with each other. Yeah, yeah. And um, I'm going to say that all of you are like. If you're a player character, it stands to reason that you've got a certain degree of sway in this community. Uh-huh. I mm-hmm. don't think that you're accepted outright as just the leaders, but you're definitely the influencers. Um, 
well, maybe leaders would be one way to put it, but um, you're going to have to like influencers. You're going to have to like make roles and stuff if you want to convince people to do something, and they don't like automatically want to go along with it. That's valid. Yeah. Um, but also, if if things need fixing or whatever, it's like ah, go go talk to Nat about that, or go talk to Ava, or go talk to Craig. Exactly. Um, let's or see. Or their weird bodyguard. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that weird dude who just kind of like stands there. Yeah. I mean, you also you also fly the ship, right? Yes, that is something I should mention. Um, I was sort of, uh, I was, you know, in between in, during the last uh, podcast, but I have since come to the, the conclusion that we should have a pilot. So I am a pilot. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's that's definitely an important factor. Um, Spent a lot of time in a Microsoft flight simulator. Yeah. <laughs> Space flight simulator. <laughs> See, I was gonna make a joke how we did all spent all those months like doing odd jobs and like selling crafts, and it's like, oh yeah, all our practice playing World of Warcraft three. <laughs> um, <laughs> the other thing, like I'm, I'm doing a lot of like just painting a, painting a picture before I'm actually giving you guys to like play. So I'm sorry for holding things up in that respect. That's fine. But um, in terms of gear, gear, like starting gear is a little bit like hand wavy in the system so i figure um for one because you're all people who traditionally who used to be in a high gravity environment um you all have what are referred to as stone suits they were common on mars certainly even more common on series um and basically what they do is that they um they're just these big bulky suits you put on and they generate resistance to all of your movements so that your muscles don't atrophy in a low g or zero g environment so you're probably good yeah um so you're gonna want to be wearing those like almost half the day uh however while you are wearing it you will take a minus one to your energy die I would assume that all of the prisoners would have cheap stone suits. Um, but I think maybe the... I think actually definitely the guard would be able to justify having an ordinary one where you can actually turn off the resistance temporarily in order to do that. So I think I'm going to give um, at least X that if anyone else wants to make a case for why they would have one. I am um, open to it. I- yeah, I think I'll, I'll make a case for for uh, Craig, aka the Visitor, mm-hmm. having one, um, and that's that. Uh, you know, Craig was part of the revolution, but was you know working undercover as a man inside with the yeah. uh, with the the prison itself. So yeah, you know, he would probably have us you know a similar setup of like, no, 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 you need this to survive, right? Type yeah, thing. exactly. Okay, so it's like a it's like a switch, like um, yeah, it's basically just like a button you can push, and um, like the I assume it's like internal like motors and that sort of stuff. They just like stop putting up resistance and allow you to just like sock someone normally. Nice. Yeah. Um, the nice. really fancy kinds allow you to release stored up energy to give your like actions a boost when you do that, but you don't have that. You're not like military. Not high enough level yet. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, you could you potentially kill some more goblins. You can potentially obtain one. the The way you, because of the barter system here, um, the way you gain gear is by actually taking damage to your social or intellectual hit points, which reflect like uh, doing uh, jobs and stuff for I them. I saw that. I thought that was really interesting. So I was yeah. looking at some of the stuff for like the different kinds of. Uh... What's the communicator in this called? The, oh, Ansibles. Um, uh, the Ansibles. That, so, like, there's, right. like, really fancy Ansibles that are, like, connected to a galaxy-wide fucking, like, <laughs> neural net or whatever. And yeah. it costs a ton of social, uh, or social HP or whatever, but the result is that you have the smartest phone. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's another thing. You all have an Ansible because when the humans all, um like got on board the evacuation thing they were handing these things out to everyone because they did not want anyone like they want they knew there were going to be communication and cultural boundaries just by default and so they wanted everyone to like have at least a leg up you know that's um, good mm-hmm. yeah that's nice, that's nice. Uh, i mean m- most of them most of the aliens can't even like make english sounds and a lot of you can't make the sounds these guys make so um like the the preds one of the main guys who dealt with the evacuation um they're a mixture of sign language and what sounds like multiple cats <laughs> um so yeah you all have that and it's basically like it is a faster than light smartphone um nice. a more advanced one uh has like a certain degree of like artificial artificial intelligence not even a true ai just good at faking it i don't know if any of you would have it by default um in like to sort of lift the veil in greg's game uh, both the main characters did have relatively smart ones or at least one of them did um i didn't see the stats for them but also, that also made each of them like sort of constitute an additional character and i figure with a party this big we don't need um, a whole bunch of extra voices. Yeah, that makes sense. The other thing about Ansibles to keep in mind is that none of them were created for humans. They didn't print these out fresh. These are like used, like burners. And so um, they were all intended for creatures with the same sort of sensory spectrum as you. But um, a lot of them look like weird hoops because they're meant to like link around something's tentacle or something like that. So. Oh, sure. um, so it's a little bit awkward in that respect. If one of you uses yours, I might take the opportunity to like describe it. But yeah, that's the basic setup. Okay. Ava, Ava tried to put hers on on her bicep, but it was too big. So she had to take it off. <laughs> yep. She now just has it like a headband just around her forehead. Oh my that's god. Huge. <laughs> that is that is very big. But I actually like that idea. Um, maybe it wouldn't have. St- been that big to start out but maybe it's got like a little elastic thing or something on it like it it's like a phylactery like an actual like the actual thing and not just the D D thing where it's like a little box full of prayers that you attach to your head yeah Ooh. we all have smartphone headpants well no just eva we've established <laughs> okay um Anyway, so yeah, that's uh, that's the basic stuff in terms of gear. Oh, and you all have, like, well, maybe you don't all have it, but um, it's assumed that your group has a sizable collection of mundane firearms, because that's because what of that. you... Yeah, exactly. Um, 
I'm sure the aliens weren't crazy about you taking them onto their station or whatever, but if you just, like, have it on your ship, I don't think they're going to, like, force you to give them up or anything like that. I think Eva has an axe. Fourth Amendment rights. Yeah. I'm going to say it right um, now that Eva yeah, has an axe. Yeah, you know, the Fourth Amendment. Just oh, a, nice. Just Great. a big old, big old axe. Okay. Awesome. Probably like a fire axe, because I assume you don't need to, like, clear away any, like, brush or whatever in a hydroponics farm. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know. You never yeah. know. So that's the basic situation of that. Okay, it took us, like, almost half an hour, but we've established the basic, like, the place and time. So, um, right now, you are moving away from the system you still haven't really picked up on what the aliens call this star system um but you're moving away from its own uh asteroid belt after you had done just a little like messenger boy uh job and so you're on a course back to the space station of course the ship was designed for um uh hardiness and not speed so it's going to be a while just like you know traveling within the system so um where is everybody as you're going about like your routine like just sort of your day-to-day in the ship in fact just because they were introduced first and because their character is established being kind of like a big deal let's start with nat if that's okay I was if no say, one else says. Uh, I, as far as I'm not sure the specifics of it, but I kind of had this image of like almost Joshua Graham esque from Fallout New Vegas. Just sort of mm. there's a desk and they're working on the guns. They're just like still working <laughs> on them. Okay, um, Nat, please. It's not. It's definitely not intimidating in the slightest. Do you have like a a description of Nat for this little image? Uh, hmm. I'm gonna say Nat's like. A fairly short, fairly slight, uh, kind of ethnically ambiguous, I believe mm-hmm. we've, we've said. Yeah. Uh, they have, like, a scar on their cheek, kind of short, uh, fluffy hair, uh, and a very uh, sort of serious expression uh, most of the time. Okay. And so, yeah, you've got your quarters, which I assume are, like, not big, definitely. There's No, like a, I mean, if there- it's just prisoner transport quarters, they're probably just, like, room for, like a bed or sleep pod or whatever and then like one amenity yeah basically an amenity <laughs> yeah you've you've managed to like make it yours definitely and you don't have to share it with anyone and you do have like that little bench for like tinkering with the guns and all that so uh-huh. so that it there is that but yeah that's that's your basic situation and because it's in one of the pods, um, you do have, like, gravity there. Like, you can get out and, like, walk around in the hallway, and then there are, like, little tunnels you crawl through if you want to, like, go to the, like, you know, the main hub or whatever, or to over to one of the other, like, pods. But yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got... Um, I, I would say your living quarter situation is, like... Um, it, it It's like equivalent to like a hotel hallway or something like that oh hell yeah 
Not that the rooms are that great, but you know. I mean, it's, an, it's an improvement over where Nat's been for the last X amount of years. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's fine. It's like a hotel hallway with a bunch of like tiny train rooms, like yeah. the rooms you get on trains. Ooh. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, and I think now that like you've had people living there and like not just being in cells, probably a part of um, them like appreciating not being in cells is that they've started to like decorate and stuff a bit uh-huh. so um yeah off the top of my head i don't know exactly what these prisoners would be doing in that respect but if anyone has any ideas off oh. the top of your heads any details you want to throw in i'm just i'm actually to. honestly imagining like it's okay so it's been it's as far as time wise right we're we're only months after into yeah. this fantastic voyage uh-huh so like so one thing that i think a lot of people notice is that there's no kids yeah like you know what i mean like there's no it's like like all the decorations and stuff it's like it's very adult themed but not mm-hmm. like sexual or right, whatever it's yeah. just like it's just like oh yeah like some tasteful you know wall hangings and stuff and it's not like well we have to make everything bright and happy right <laughs> it's yeah like, no, definitely. and safe you know like no 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 it's just like ah we rep- we had some extra onyx so we replic you know replicated some some uh, new chandelier, uh, ha- you know hanging you know things from the for you know this tiny little hallway. Okay, the, I, the tallest people are like bumping their heads and stuff. But it I looks like nice. that. I like the idea that the prisoners wanna would want a chandelier like right off I just the bat. I'm getting I'm getting this image of like a very like it it, it like so this stretched over like this hallway we've established, but just like. When you go into a house and it's very small and there t- there's tons of very fancy furniture but none of it matches mm-hmm. and also oh, it's like yeah. very there's like barely room to walk. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Yeah. I'm just yeah. imagining that except it's this entire like living quarters. <laughs> I Poor think Eva. it has to have fake wood paneling. Oh, oh fuck yes. yes. Oh, you know, yes. I was picturing it. I didn't even say it, but I was definitely like that was there <laughs> like, underneath the shape. Okay, but can we have plush red velvet carpet? <laughs> Maybe yes. not yet. Maybe that's something you're working. On. <laughs> yeah, we still have. We still that's have. That's just on the to do list. We still have yeah. like metal, just metal floors with fake wood paneling all over yeah. the walls. Like <laughs> it's it's like well, if we're making it's it not through just metal repli- floors. If we're making it through a replicator. I like the idea. It's like oh, this is real wood paneling because it's actually easier to get the materials for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, because it's from a replicator, um, it looks weird because like the, the there's. It, you know, like wood grain and stuff. It's got like unique patterns and stuff. It's got like about a foot's worth of pattern that just repeats. <laughs> Good. Oh, yeah, it's like oh a my Minecraft god. Texture. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. When I heard uh, and like, like and like the metal floor isn't just like flat. It's like the the you know like the railed metal floor like that you see in like like that you know for water to drip through because mm-hmm. it was cargo, right? So yeah. it's like. You step and it's just the loudest thing in the world. Yeah, it just exactly. resounds through the entire hallway, no matter who's walking. Yeah. No wonder why there's just like a list in one of like the main common rooms of just materials needed for carpets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're just been slowly <laughs> been crossing them off. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so you do actually hear someone very loudly making their way to your quarters, Nat. And uh, they stop there. Do you have an open door policy, or do they have to knock? Uh, Nat has an open door policy. Okay. Um, in Peaks, uh, one of your former, well, fellow former prisoners, who is Tama, 
and uh, Tama is a guy who was essential to your whole operation. He wasn't the one who made the guns. He wasn't the one who fired the guns. He was the one who made sure the people who could fire the guns got the guns. And he's the person who got the parts. He's the connector. Exactly. That is his main quality. And so he's sort of been... Maybe not your right-hand man. If he was, he would maybe be a player character. But uh-huh. he was, like, someone who was at your right hand a lot of the time. Someone and, indispensable. Yeah. yeah. Like a quartermaster. Um, yeah, exactly. He's sort of um, short and stocky, and he's uh, Maori, which means um, he's uh, native to New Zealand. I mean, even if he wasn't from there, that's, like, where he's from ethnically. Yeah. And... Um, he even has, if I'm, I hopefully I'm pronouncing this right, um, Tamoko, which is their uh, traditional facial tattoos, sort of these swirling patterns that have a uh, very intricate and specific, like, cultural meaning. But, oh, hell yeah. Um, yeah, so he just uh, sort of pokes his head in and says, uh, hey, Nat, you. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I was saying Nat, like, immediately looks up from what they're doing. They're like, Tama, come in. Right. There's like he, a wide smile on their face, which is like kind of right. unusual as well. Like yeah. they're like, "Oh, hey, it's it's Tama." Yeah, he walks in, and obviously he's not intimidated by any of this. Like you know, he knows where like all these guns came from. He's the one yeah. helped you. Yeah, but then he's like, he's like pretty at ease guy most of the time. Um, anyway, so uh, he walks up to you and he lifts his ansible, which sort of looks like a like a lug nut or whatever, uh-huh. and um, says, "I was just talking and." To some uh, fella I met last time on Gumstring, and he says he's got a lead on someone who might have uh, what we need for the fuel. For f- I th- hold on a second for the for the fuel. The fuel, yeah. That uh, that negative mass we need. Oh, right, 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 right. Uh, tell me about it. Tell me about it. Uh, well, I don't know the specifics. Like he doesn't have it. But he works for an alien who says he can get it for us. Okay, so how are we gonna gonna bridge this connection here? Uh, he says that uh, wants to meet in person at the station. So f- thought I should let you know. Uh, you sort of be in the you know Logan charge, and we'd make that happen. Sure thing. Sounds like a plan. All right. I'll just, uh, I'll go tell, just tell, uh, the visitor about it, make sure we got a course set up, and, uh, anything else you need before that goes down? No, thank you, Tama. Alright. See you about. See ya. And, like, I think, I think that, like, very quickly gets back into what they were doing, but there's, <laughs> like, they, they had, like, I think they had reached for the Ansible during the conversation, but, like, then they mentioned they were just going to let the visit into themselves, and they're like, oh, cool, I don't have to do that, <laughs> and this <laughs> put it away. The best kind of leadership. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, then. Um, <laughs> this is probably a good time to jump over to the visitor, so the guy who's piloting this thing. Um, I see the, like, the... I see the control thing is like sort of a. There's probably like a. Um, there's like a cockpit. Ooh, okay. Here's an idea. Um, because it's built for a zero g environment. There's like a 
pilot seat and then a co-pilot seat, but they're on like opposite ends of like the floor. It's like a oh, circular yeah. room and one is just across from the other. Um, you don't actually need a co-pilot for just flying around though. It's mostly just for like elaborate docking maneuvers and that sort of thing. And like to sure. have a backup in case one person needs to get up and deal with like an uprising or something like that. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. The, um, the cockpit is like, it's, it's, you know, very useful for zero G, but it's, if it, if it were ever in a gravity situation, it would be highly, highly uncomfortable to be in. It would be a mess, yeah. This is not... This is a ship that was meant to deal with, like, docking at asteroids at the most. So... That's, uh-huh. that's why Craig, a.k.a. DeVisita... Yes. Um, that's why he uh, makes sure that he never... Uh, goes into any sort of gravity situations if he can help it, because then right. he'll have to like get all of his crap again, like because it falls everywhere. Yeah. And he's got like he's got all these things up on the dashboard, right? Like, mm-hmm. like a little like um, I don't know, maybe like an alien hula girl and stuff. <laughs> I knew it. I knew that was coming. Oh man, is it a pred? Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, it's actually Garrus. Um, but so. Great. <laughs> All right. You can, you can go. I've had enough of this. No, I mean that makes that makes perfect sense. Oh then. no! I'm blowing my shot. Um. Let's see. Uh. But I mean, it's a really cool poster. No, it's um, fine. It can, it can, no, it can no, Garrus. it's a sexy Garrus. <laughs> it's fine. Garrus is a hot alien. So Wearing a speedo. Yes. Yeah. Yep. But uh, but so um, Garrison a speedo. But yeah, so I, I'm thinking that he actually probably sleeps up there. <laughs> like, cause like of the, course cause he the does. Quarters, of course he does. Like they're nice and all, but like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he doesn't need that. He just needs a bedroll. Yeah. They like, don't have windows. Oh yeah. Nobody's exactly. Nobody's gonna be like intruding on him. He has way more space than anyone else, technically. Yeah. He's, okay. He's the one who can sleep under the stars, and no one else can claim that. Yeah. That is pretty nice. Uh, what's the visitor look like? Oh, um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, the visitor is a. Uh, he's taller than he looks. Mm-hmm. Like he he has a sort of uh, sort of a, a big and wide quality to him, where mm-hmm. he's a little like box shaped. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he is. He's taller than he looks. Uh, he's black, and he has a. Uh, he has like a, a what used to be a trimmed fro, but is now not a trimmed fro. Oh. The way they're living. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Yeah, you do and have. So it's getting yeah. a little bushy. Yeah, I do have access to um, some hygiene stuff. The thing is, like, this ship didn't come stocked with the most like the, the best hygiene situation, and it cer- soap certainly wasn't the sort of thing that a lot of people thought to like grab as they were evacuating the robot attack um, oh yeah thanks to replicators some of that has been um, alleviated there was a brief time when the people who had soap were trying to set up a trade embargo uh, before they would hand it over to the replicators to scan uh, but that got sorted out a while ago well that's good yeah it's um, not like soylent soap, is it? It's not like people. No, no. It's, soap. Okay, good. It's not even real animal fat at this point. Oh, sweet. It's it's just like a replication thereof. Um, I like to think they had like I just thought of this as because like soap is just like sort of like a nondescript, like very nondescript generally. I like mm-hmm. the idea that they had some sort of like commercial brand soap, and now it just replicates this like 
hollow imitation of this like completely fake <laughs> chemical soap. That's that has like that has yeah. like nothing in common with actual soap. It's yeah. just a, a strange yeah. cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, so so uh, so the the bushy afro uh, is partially because of the way they're living, and also probably just because laziness. Yeah, yeah, and like you've been in a stressful situation. There is. Yeah, necessary. he's busy. He's got yeah. stuff to do. Pi- ships to pilot. Exactly. One ship um, in particular. Yeah. Ships. <laughs> Uh, Tama, like, swings in through one of the hatches, uh, connecting to, like, sort of the residential spot. It's sort of a weird sensation, because there's just enough gravity that you sort of have to jump up a little to grab onto the rungs, but then once you've climbed up, you're just floating. Um, and obviously there's a lot of, like, rungs and stuff in, like, the zero-g section itself, too, because, like, how else are you gonna fucking get around? But anyway, um... Uh, Tama, like, floats out of one of those tunnels, and, like, May does a little spin as he autocorrects, and, uh, says, I, uh, visitor, go, uh... Hmm? Hmm? Oh, yeah. um, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, hold on a second, he, he kind of like, gets up, because cl- he was very clearly asleep mm-hmm. at the wheel, but kind of... <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, I was just uh, checking something on my Ansible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's up? I got coordinates for our docking. Uh, it's not the normal spot. Uh, just gonna try and bring us in close to a location of a meeting. We've got set up through Nat. Got someone oh. who should be able to get us that negative mass we need. Yeah, yeah, okay. Alright, uh, just. Sounds good. Um. I'm just gonna, uh, he takes out his own Ansible and sort of fills with it. I should be able to, he, like, twists it, and, um, <laughs> like, it projects this hologram of Gumstring Station, and there's, like, a little, like, blipping red dot on the spot, which is, like, you know, one of the many docking areas on sure. the ship. Just, like, yeah, just bring it in there. There should be, ish, uh, we, I've been told there'll be an empty space for the shuttle. Yeah, that sounds uh, sounds good. I'll get right on that. All you right. are doing a good job. <laughs> right, thanks. As I say, I'm glad I'm glad there's someone on this ship who has things figured out because certainly <laughs> the fuck isn't any of us. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. So just keep doing you. <laughs> and then he kind of like puts his hand on his on his hip, but in the in his seat, you know, like leaning up <laughs> to see him, see him better. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, good. Yeah, looking looking forward to heading down to open space with this. Yeah, let's do it. And then he's terrified that he's been found out. It <laughs> <laughs> kind of turns back to holding on to the steering wheel. I don't know. Whatever yeah. you know, yeah, spaceship so. controls. For this, actually, um, since there's still a little while, you only need to make some. Uh, you don't actually need to make any, like, corrections at this point. You could actually just leave it on, uh, like, autopilot oh, at this definitely. stage. Definitely. I think they yeah. both know that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um. <laughs> I think that this is just to make him look like he's doing work. Yeah. So, I don't know. He's got his hands in the control jelly or whatever. <laughs> it's probably not control that advanced jelly. for something that was human-made. Ah, good point. Yeah. 
Um, I would say, though, I think even with the human-made ships, though, I, I think it's to the point where, like, the pilot's mostly there as a formality. <laughs> like, like totally. there's controls so that the pilot can, like, feel good about being there, <laughs> but generally yeah. it takes care of itself. Yeah, I mean, this, this has enough to, like, coddle two pilots. Yeah. <laughs> That's just how unwieldy this, like, this bird is, you know? Gotta have someone who really yeah, knows what they're doing like up here. Yeah, or if, like, the, uh... If the flight computer just goes really fucking wild, they're like, okay, at least we'll have, like, a person here to look at that and go, mm, that's not right. <laughs> you know how, like, you know how GPSs will sometimes lead you off cliffs? Kind of like yeah. that. Most of the time. 99% of the time you can trust them, but sometimes there's just that 1% where the ship tries to kill you and you know that's a little off. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> Yeah. Especially because this is designed for, like, move around asteroid fields, and the thing is, asteroid fields are way more spaced out than Star Wars makes it look. True. Um. Oh, maybe it's just Star Wars controls, or it's just a bunch of levers that don't mean anything. <laughs> there's switches that goes, and then that's it. There's yeah. something you pull if you want to go faster, and then otherwise, it's just there's I nothing. Was, I was imagining the two primary controls are like two half circles mounted on a console that you like twist and turn and like roll. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> that's like very good. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Now that, like, the chain of command has sort of played out, um, who, anyone in particular want the spotlight next, uh, got, uh, got it between, uh, guard X2122 and Eva. I would like to learn more about guard X2122. Of course you would! <laughs> Me too! So, um, <laughs> where, uh, where's X about now? Um, I would assume that, like, you know, kind of like old habits die hard. So X probably does like you know a pretty casual like walk around the ship, yeah. seeing how everyone's doing, checking in on everything, making sure that you know all the metal pieces are where they should be and nothing's falling apart. You know the usual. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so um, what uh, what does uh X look like? Um. Well, I do want to say I did uh, completely fall in love with the idea that you, like, I don't know if really anyone has ever really seen X with their um, guard helmet oh, off. Shit. They actually kept it. Oh, oh one man. of those yeah. situations. Okay. okay. That would explain yeah. why everyone still is comfortable with just calling them X. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they never take it off. I was imagining it. You, you know how, um, you know Daft Punk, right? Yeah, the yeah. one that has, like, the big, like, black part of yes. it and, like, the, the outline. That one. Yeah, the visor. Okay. Not the one that goes, like, right in the front, but, like, it goes over the whole, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. part. Yeah, and it yeah. actually... And, like, I imagine that, you know, since we're in space and it's a future and sci-fi all that, that, like, the whole purpose of that kind of helmet was to depersonalize the mm -hmm. guards from the people. That makes sense. And it could, like, flash commands. It could flash, like, warnings, things like yeah. that. Yeah. That way they didn't have to speak. But if they did, then you knew you were in fucking okay. trouble. Because there you go, you're hearing a human voice. Have you done anything um, to uh, make your suit in other respects like less guardy? Uh, because I realize that seems like something that could potentially like put some of the like prisoners on edge if you're still there, very much the same sort of presence. Or are you just like you know, fuck it. If they have a problem with this, it's my outfit. Obviously, they just put a smiley emoji. <laughs> I was, was imagining. <laughs> like, yep, that's it. That's it. They just flash. You modified your helmet to like do like emotes. <laughs> yes. 
Absolutely. You, Once they, everybody got out, like, X just disappeared for, like, two days, and they were like, hey, where'd X go? And then X comes back, and it's just, like, hearts across the screen, <laughs> or, like, smiley faces. That's pretty nice. Or a star, <laughs> or just fuck you, flashing in bright red. I'm, I'm pretty okay. sure that one was standard. All right. It is standard. So, um, right now you're... Oh, I do want to yeah. say one little detail, though, um, like, they did edit some of the, um, it's, they're not wearing as much body armor. Mm. As, as the guards did before, and they also very conspicuously ripped off the symbol for the uh, the prisoner. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, that definitely yeah. makes sense. Okay, cool. So I think you're at this point. You're passing through um, one of the tubes that used to be just completely full of um, just raw material, and that has mm-hmm. since been um, like mostly emptied out, and thus turned into sort of an open like communal space. Um, mm-hmm. like people just appreciate having open space where they can just sort of walk around and mingle and it doesn't feel like they're in a college dorm or something like that. So, um, mm-hmm. you've sort of have some like impromptu, uh, structures that have been set up some, uh, decoration. There was maybe something that was like set up to be like, if not a stage, then an area that you could pretend was a stage, for like if people wanted to like sing or something like that because um people have found out that um one of the things that aliens find most interesting about humans is our culture and so everyone's sort of like oh shit if i can like learn to hold a tune and remember some of the old songs from earth this could be like a way to make a living so um the 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 place has been like surprisingly lively in that respect. Um, and so, um, as you're, uh, like, as you're walking through, you see like a bunch of people sort of, um, gathered around and it doesn't look like a fight or anything but it looks like there's kind of a standoff and you know that it's not great because one one of the guys is Nikolai and Nikolai was a prisoner but he wasn't really a part of the uprising he just sort of came along when the evacuation actually started um and the thing about Nikolai is that he doesn't get along with people in general. The prisoners don't really like him because he wasn't a part of their thing and the civilians don't really like him because he's still a prisoner. Um, But the person he likes least of all on the ship is right across from him and he likes them least of all because they're an alien. Um, Specifically... They're a specifically they're a scav, which is like picture a big cluster of balloons, um, and each individual balloon has an eye and a couple of variable size nozzles coming off of it. It's kind of like cool. that, you know how like um you know how like a man of war is actually a whole bunch of animals together instead of just one single Mm -hmm. organism it's kind of like that but scaled up and together it's got a mass of about a human and as one would expect it is uh floating now 
the reason it's with you, not everyone really can fully wrap their head around, because it doesn't seem to have an ulterior motive besides just wanting to travel around with some new people. It seems just very interested in new experiences. So the thing about most alien names is that they don't really translate that well into human languages, even when there is a translator provided. Because, like, hey, what's the what's like the jap what's like the alien word for Mike? You know. So yeah. um, most aliens have actually been happy to like let uh, humans just name them once they get friendly enough. And this one is actually uh, friends uh, is weirdly like warmed up to the visitor real quickly so the visitor <laughs> what would you have named this uh big old bundle of balloons oh god um i think i think hey, it's balloon boy <laughs> i think it's buddy okay yes buddy's very good um so um as you approach um Nikolai turns and sees you and immediately, like, waves you in, saying, like, oh, fine, hey, guard, hey, guard, come on, like, these people, like, give me a hard time for being here when this thing is floating around just, like, acting like that's normal. <laughs> yeah, so, like, back me up here. Okay, I just wanted to say that, like, right when, um... X saw this little exchange mm -hmm. um, of, uh, an exclamation point appeared on the <laughs> helmet just because I needed it. I was just imagining it the whole time just, and the Metal Gear Solid <laughs> noise. I, 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 I was going to ask <laughs> what? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so yeah, there's this exchange. It doesn't seem like anyone is like happy with each other right now. So what are you going to do? Um, X is definitely going to approach, um, you know, trying not to give off a threatening air, but definitely more of a commanding sort of situation of, hey, I've dealt with this before. What is this? And just kind of, you know, walks up and it's just, is there anything in particular that, uh, Buddy has done? I have, um, Buddy, like, it, obviously, uh, they're speaking through their ansible. Because, um, like, the the scav language is mostly, like, in the form of exhalations. They can actually imitate human speech to a certain degree, but they don't have tongues, so they don't try most of the time. Um, the other thing about it is uh, they're full of methane, so it kind of smells. Um, sure. But, um... It says, I was simply collecting items... For my latest environmental found art piece, when the, uh, yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we're getting the art major yeah. alien coming with yeah. us. Holy fuck! Uh, when Mr. Nikolai over here decided to take out his feelings of isolation and. Nikolai at this point like gets really riled up and it's like see it's talking about everything like trying to act like there's something wrong with me when it's the giant bag of farts that's just floating around and stealing our shit <laughs> wow yeah. 
rude? Accurate, but rude. X just, like, X's helmet just flashes with, like, the, like, you know, like, sideways um, smile. <laughs> like the, the colon backslash? Yes. <laughs> um, the other people there don't seem especially, like, engaged in this. Um, it, like, they're all kind of giving Nikolai stink eye, which you think maybe is what caused this in the first place. But um, mm-hmm. they're also not, like, going in after him. They're mostly just, like, watching, like, the the fight or exchange or whatever is going on. That will cease Nick. Yeah, exactly. So um, what are you going to do? How do you defuse the situation if you so wish to do? Uh, well, X just, you know kind of like stands there uh puts her uh, hands behind their back in a kind of a relaxed like standing position and is just like now buddy as we all know nikolai is a valued member of our community so i'm sure he's not feeling lonely in any sense of the word however human cultures do have a bit of an attachment to uh items were you taking without asking i'm sure there'd be people here who would be happy to uh add to your art if you asked (laughs) i was only taking objects that had already been cast aside making a sculpture out of trash is what is what yeah like it does like hold up it's got like some uh like wrappers and things um inexplicably a can of campbell's soup the branding has not changed thank god yeah exactly actually um I recall um, something that came up in the original podcast is that uh, for people living in space, paper wasn't that common. So, like, all wrappers are going to be either plastic or, like, hard plastic, even. Good. So, Just printed directly onto the cans. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Just lots of candy wrappers and stuff instead. Yeah. And yeah, X just kind of looks at Buddy for a moment and just kind of nods slowly like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, and sure then turns to Nikolai. Wow. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You went. Okay, I didn't realize this was a, a call-out podcast. Um, <laughs> I, as an art, Listen, as an art graduate, uh-huh. major. Yeah, and your umbrella fetish? Um, it's fine. We don't need to discuss it here. Let's continue with the game. I just... Yeah feeling a little threatened uh-huh. right now so okay. uh, Nikolai uh-huh. is still standing there and like expecting you to like like take his side um so um and he, uh, yeah X is just kind of like just kind of turns to Nikolai and is just are any of these items yours? no but they're, they're ours I don't feel comfortable with it just floating around and grabbing stuff who like who knows what the stuff it makes is even for what i make is for people to look at (laughs) well there you have it if you perhaps asked you i mean you could potentially add to it if you'd like yeah with yourself (laughs) (laughs) wow X is not going to say that out loud. <laughs> uh, he just sort of like throws up his arms and is like, 
you know, I really thought that with with you around, it wouldn't be the weirdos running things. And I think <laughs> this X is just like X is just like the stares at Nikolai. Just I wear a helmet all day. What did you expect? <laughs> I expected some authority that that helmet indicates. Well, we did have a prison riot, and I did fail at stopping it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um... I'm just imagining... I, 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 before the scene continues, I'm just imagining X just saying that and just turning 180 degrees and walking away. <laughs> yeah, um... <laughs> yeah, absolving fuck. himself of responsibility. Yeah, just like, bye! He's <laughs> like, I don't want to be with him, bitch, and then, like, just yeah. spinning around and moonwalking away. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'll do that unless you have an idea, Gino. You know? um, yeah, um, I think that. Uh, sorry, just a second. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, brother, you just saw something horrible. No, like it's perfect. Like honestly, I'm just imagining like X just looking at Nikolai and Buddy with like a head kind of cocked. Like, okay, this is. This is happening right now, ain't it? And people look at me, because I have a helmet, and think, Hey, that means I got something. I don't got something, but I guess I have to act like I do. Oh my god, here's my helmet. (laughs) Have helmet, will guard. Yep, that's it. Maybe one day X will get just so, like, (laughs) like, annoyed with just this authority, like, pushed on on them after, you know, everything. Like, just take the helmet off and put it on someone else. (laughs) So, uh, throughout this, I was trying to figure out whether it was time to, like, jump into, like, social combat. But, um... Mm -hmm. Because the stakes aren't very high, um, I've decided, like, uh, I can hold off on that for now, but I think that um, I do want to see how well you can take that last jab so what i'm going to do is assuming that you're just like i'm rubber you're gluing this um that he's going to make an attack and let me just i would be the one that starts the dice rolling yeah um let's see (laughs) okay since it's purely defensive uh if he his champ dice are less than uh 12, then he's going to... He's not going to be able to do anything to you. Uh-oh. Yeah. Gonna punch me in the face? No, no, he's not He's not going to punch you. He's going to try to <laughs> hurt your... He, no, I know. He's, he's trying to hurt your okay. feelings, more like. I know. But yes. That's what the helmet's okay, for. So. Hide my tears. <laughs> Rolling. Ooh, got a 13. Ooh. Um, what are they going to say? Yeah, um, sorry, let me just check my notes real quick. So, yeah, Nikolai is, um, has high energy and low harmony, and, um, he actually, uh, in this case, his energy was actually the runt die, so, um, he rolled a four with that, so, um, you're going to take, uh, for exhaustion damage to your emotional hit points. Oh. Okay. Um, okay. So just uh, 
I don't know what you have for notation, but um. I mean, I have social, intellectual, and physical. Okay, yeah. How many uh, social hit points do you have total? Uh, okay, seven. so just um, wherever you're tracking damage, just makes uh, four dashes. Okay. So I wouldn't just sub- uh, subtract it. Yeah. Um. Well, it's more like uh, when you reach, uh, when you fill up, then something happens. It's oh, like a bar okay. that gets filled up. So yeah. Um, okay. If he decided to go after you again, um, he would, uh, like, yeah, he could potentially like inflict consequences on you by filling out your uh, hit points. But yeah. Okay. Um. So what scathing remark did he make? Oh, no, that was... It, oh, that um, was it? Yeah, it was just one? from, okay. like, cool. his attack of, like, saying that you don't have authority and but, like, uh, maybe it, like, m- maybe you're not as cool with having failed mm-hmm. as you thought. Yeah. But do you still walk away then? Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no point in pushing right, it. Right, yeah. Um, X knows that, like, Nikolai's kind of a bit of a firecracker and that, like, you know... He just, he, it's because of his own feelings of not knowing where he is, right. but he doesn't want to acknowledge it or even want to work with mm. it. So at a certain point, you just got to walk okay, away. Okay. Yeah. It definitely doesn't. Um, the thing about social damage is it also kind of reflects like standing. So um, definitely no one is going to respect you more in that group than they did before at the very least, except for Bunny, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think the Bunny still thinks you're all right for standing up for it for them. I'm, I'm getting this image at, at the classic, uh, I think it's from Sailor Moon of Tuxedo Mask being like, my work here is done, and just everyone else being like, you didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah. You just told us that you failed. Uh, yeah. Uh, nice. Now let's see. And, uh, and how about uh, Eva? Okay. So since uh, you're saved the best for last, I have had a mm-hmm. lot of time to think about this. So okay. Eva's Actually, she always gets up pretty early, even though there's no, like, day-night cycle. Most of the people, I assume, have adapted to, like, dimming the lights at a certain time and then brightening them up when it's, like, awake time, time to do things. Mm -hmm. Um, So Eva always gets up bright and early. Uh, She has uh, one of those little areas that everyone hangs out in. One of those is dedicated, I imagine, to, like, food the hydroponics Mm -hmm. so she actually has just her room attached to that which means um, (laughs) she is the only one on the ship who gets fresh air every day Um, oh yeah actual real fresh air Uh, that's a good point she goes out uh checks on the plants waters them picks them gets them ready for whatever they're gonna do um and then she puts on her stone suit um Mm. her really cheap stone suit Mm-hmm. Uh, gets um, a couple of heavy, like, industrial uh, elastic bands and just starts doing weightlifting. Oh, jeez. Yeah, just out with Hell out yeah. with the plants. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, while you're out there, there is actually someone else who, um, appreci- who appreciates hanging out with the plants. I mean, some people do like every now and then, but the person who does it the most is Alex. Um, Alex is the uh, 
as far as anyone knows, uh, the oldest person on the ship. Um, they are, in fact, what uh, we would refer to as a millennial. Oh, go. Oh, God. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, Excellent. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Alex, uh, prob- uh, Alex is an older person, um, kind of, um, like, on the, like, skinny side, and, like, I say older person, they're, like, about 65, um, and, uh, with, like, medical technology and all that being what is in the future, that isn't that old, but they're still definitely the oldest person on the ship, and they're the person, as a result, they're the person who, um, spent the most, uh, the most of their time on Earth, so, um, they have a lot of, uh, they probably value fresh air a lot more than other people might, because, like, they actually grew up with it. Also, their brain is polluted by drill tweets. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That's all they can remember. (laughs) Um, and, uh... on Earth, I had six extremely beautiful, very ill white horses. (laughs) (laughs) Every now and then they will make, like, sort of weird, like, cryptic in-jokes that you just don't get at all, and they don't, and they, like, if you ask them to explain, they just kind of get kind of sad. So, like, if you two spend a lot, if you two spend a lot of time hanging out, what are you probably talking about? Um, she actually probably asks a lot of questions about, uh, Old Earth, um, because mm-hmm. her daddy was, uh, raised on Mars for most of his life and she was raised on Mars and then sent off to some colony to be a farmer. So she's mm-hmm. actually curious about, like, the home country. She knows vaguely where her ethnicity's from, so she spends a lot of time talking about that. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot to ask uh, what Eva looks like. I assume she is ripped. Oh, yeah. She's, she's ripped. Um, like many of my characters, she is a tall, ripped Greek person. Uh, she mm-hmm. has short curly hair, um, probably about six foot three. Um, She's always yeah. She she does yep. bump her head on the uh, the chandeliers, which is why she's set up shop in the uh, in the um, hydroponics lab instead. Although she calls it her farm, mm-hmm. she calls it Nike Farm. Um, <laughs> Good. Yeah, she, just plant it. She definitely has, like, a farmer's tan skin. Um, mm-hmm. a, even a, just a little touch darker because Mediterranean region. Uh, mm-hmm. They She spent some time getting uh, UV lights for the, for the farm area. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so she could, she could tan and she could get the, get the plants all up and running. Um, so, yeah, tall ripped Greek lady. All right. Nice. Oh, and she has a uh, a rich uh, purple cloak that she wears over her shoulder because oh, wow, nice. because silk was really cheap, and she bought herself something nice when she was on Mars. Yeah. Um. Actually, if you're from Mars, it's probably spider silk. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Rad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they had some like genetically engineered spiders that could like really produce some like high quality silk that's some 
That's some good silk right up there. a storm on Mars. Yeah. <laughs> it's all exactly. covered in spider juices. And um, word is it that um, some people have even brought some like frozen spider eggs into space, so that proud heritage shall continue. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Just what I wanted to hear. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, I remember the time as a lad sitting down on the spider silk cloak that my father would lay in the field. <laughs> The wholesome tradition of milking spiders for silk. Exactly. Um, Wonderful. So, um, yeah, yeah. So, like, what's her questions? What's her questions in particular? What do you have okay. for Alex? Um, so, while she's while she's pumping some iron, uh, doing some deadlifts, uh, mm-hmm. both with the thanks of artificial gravity and the heavy elastic straps, um, mm-hmm. she looks over at Alex and looks uh, them up and down a little bit. Um, and grunts a little bit and then says, So what do you think of our plan anyway? Well, if I didn't like it, I would have stayed on the station. But I don't know. Is everyone here in agreement about what the plan is? Like, yeah, go into space, start a colony on a planet that's just for humans. But, like, that's sort of where we started out on Earth, and obviously not everyone was on the same boat about how to do it. She laughs a little um, and sets her weight down and grabs um, a very nice cotton towel, again, a a relic from Mars, and just Mm -hmm. starts wiping herself off. I mean, cotton was probably a relic from Earth, to be frank. Or, well... Eh, they probably had some in hydroponics, but it was definitely a luxury. Well, whatever. Yeah. Spider silk imitation cotton. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it could still be cotton. Wipe, yeah. wipe, wipes them off and uh, shakes her head. Well, so far as I imagine it, um, the big movers and shakers, me, the pilot, uh, Nat, and the the last guard... Well, I, I figure we're all on the same page. As for the rest of them, eh, I figure by the time things will go wrong, we'll already be long dead. That awesome. is incredibly optimistic. And it's also uh, what my parents had in mind up until the singularity happened. Ooh, good point. I hadn't yeah. thought of it like that. Yeah, maybe that's that's another reason why I'm around because uh, if no one here even remembers what Earth's like, it feels like they're going to make the same mistakes pretty quick. Or at least similar ones. I don't know if anyone's going to be putting their brains at computers anytime soon with the gear we've got, but um, I could at least see some bad religious clashes happening. Yeah, my, my dad apparently kept the old religion from back on Earth, but... I don't have much other than a few words that I don't quite understand and a few things that I don't quite know what to do with. Um, but I guess you're as close as we have to an encyclopedia. Yeah. They sigh. They're clearly... They're not happy with bearing that weight. Um, I was never a very religious person growing up, but like, if I knew I was there weren't going to be any, like, priests or whatever left in 
this particular scrap of humanity left, I shit, I probably should have studied some holy books or whatever. And they just sort of like sit there, not looking very happy with the whole situation. Um, at which point the sort of gentle it's not it's one of those things where uh on a big transport ship it's like when they have to let you know about something but it's not pressing enough to be an alarm so it's just kind of like a kind of an annoying bell you know um that comes up and it's the indicator that uh the ship's going to be moving into like docking position within the next like hour or so to start getting your shit in gear um and at this point you're pulling up towards gumstring station and uh the visitor actually has a great big view um on his not windshield, but if you'd call the windows on the front of a spaceship where there isn't any wind. The um, cosmic windshield. Yeah. So, Gumstring Station is this really massive uh, space station. It's in orbit around the star as opposed to any uh, individual planets. And um, the basic... Its basic shape is like, you know how a lot of space stations sort of look like it's got like a central spoke and then a big wheel around that? Uh-huh. That's the basic uh, design. However, um, this place has sort of been a halfway house for new introductions to the galaxy for uh, like probably centuries. And they've just been adding on to that with each new edition so you'll have chunks of it that seem to be like just sort of like strapped on these big old pods there are parts that look like they're made out of crystal just completely different concepts of uh arch architecture and even technology all sort of strapped together and about three percent of it has been set aside for what remains of the human race dang yeah, and that's where you're going to meet an alien to get something called negative mass to fuel your star drive. And that's well, what we're going to deal with on the next episode of Big Gay Nerds Presents Termination Shock. Well, you know where to find us next week. Same Big Gay Nerds time. Well, I guess well, same Big Gay Nerds channel as this one, but technically this is going up on the Kickstarter first, right? Uh, It's going up on their SoundCloud, but yes. Right, 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 right. Well, yeah. same, so it's a, same Termination it's, Shock time, same Termination Shock channel. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs>